really need your help. The podcast has been stuck on a certain amount of reviews for quite a while now. review the podcast when you finish listening i would really appreciate it it would give me better feedback and learn how to improve the podcast making it better for you now back to the episode kind of started watching it on my own and looking into it on on social media just kind of blew up in my face and it's now my passion yeah i know because for me like i used to i started watching f1 as a kid and it was like that connection i had with my dad we sit down and watch it but as I got older, my attention span got smaller, <laughs> funnily enough. And so I ended up like just getting bored of these races. And now I just watch the highlights. I don't watch it with him anymore. But okay. um, what was it about, I mean, the sport for you that you kind of looked at it and went, cool, actually, F1's pretty cool. Why did you then find yourself researching it more? Um, it was like more of like the uh, the crashes and stuff that would happen. It was like so intriguing. I'd be like, oh, are they okay? Are they not? And like, how are they going to fix this car by the next day? um and it was it was all the overtakes as well like in such tight spaces I was just like I thought it was mind-blowing <laughs> so, I just so you got kind of like pulled into the people themselves like the actual drivers and like yeah yeah um but the first person I really like connected with on social media was um Lando Norris because he was just a funny guy and I was very into YouTubers and stuff like that so him having all of Quadrant and obviously that's more new but all of that going on and his Twitch streaming and lockdown, it just fully got me hooked. It was quite fun. Yeah, because you, you, you don't really have the same thing with football. Like, no. <laughs> or any other sport. It's like you don't get to see, you don't like these people aren't seen as like, I guess tennis is pretty similar. Like this, you know, like sport where like you're, you're on your own. You're not really working with people. You are the, yeah. you are the talent per se. And like, it's, it's a pretty surprising to me what more, more people don't care about tennis than f1 yeah <laughs> no, as well it's, it's a weird it's a weird world we live in <laughs> yeah no i know when it was when you're watching it like obviously i don't want to bring up the uh, the old relationship but did you have a favorite, favorite track and stuff like nowadays or how did you, what did you think of the um the vegas stuff as well because that's always quite interesting uh i never really like before like when i started watching it i never picked a favorite track or anything but i've got to say spa is one of my favorite tracks just like it's so eventful every time. You never know like if you're going to get rained out or there's going to be a huge crash. And it's just like, I, I really want to go. <laughs> but the Las Vegas stuff, I just, I thought it was a bit too overhyped, if I'm honest. Like, it was so blown out of proportion. And, like, the track wasn't even ready. And all, like, you heard about all the people that lived there and how much issues they had. And it just seemed like it was too much chaos for a night race. And like, even with, um, I think it was practice two, they delayed it and it was even later into the night. So like everyone that was working had to stay up so much later than what they usually have to. It was kind of like, is there really, is it really worth it for a street track? We start talking about, you know, the reason F, uh, the F1 in Las Vegas didn't go too well, we'd be talking about sponsorships and the <laughs> yeah. amount of greed running through F1, but that's um, that's a different, that's <laughs> different a whole podcast, different... <laughs> that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but no, like, and also for like, you, you're, you're a Ferrari fan, right? Yes. That's your that's your thing. What are your, I guess, what are your predictions for the year? Because for me, you're looking at Ferrari going, okay, like they're going to, they didn't fire their strategist team. Like they didn't, they have not got a new one. So, so what do you, yeah, I know. What are you looking at for this year for them? What's well, your hopes? 
I'm hoping they're competing for the title, but I really don't think that's going to happen, especially with not changing much about their like strategists or like anything. I know um, Charles just signed an extending contract. Don't know how loyal that man is to the team, but he's so loyal. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Carlos, um, I'm not too sure whether he'll be staying because the amount of like things he does like to try develop the strategy and then Ferrari go, no, don't do that. And he loses out. So I think he's getting to his end point at Ferrari, which is so tragic for me because obviously my favourite. But <laughs> That's a good point. Like, would you support a different team then? Like if you moved, would you just follow him or were you happy to happy to stick with the Ferrari? That's a difficult question. That's a very difficult question. I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I suppose it depends what team we go to. Like, I'm not sure where he would move to, but it would be quite fun to see if he does. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just thinking for you and like in terms of, you know, F1 and you're sort of, you know, you're building a brand on TikTok. Like if we talk about it more, I guess, before TikTok, like, what were you doing at school? Like was this was this ever a plan? Did you ever go, like, I'm going to start making videos about my, the, like the interest I have in the drivers, the interest I have in what's going behind the scenes? Like for Grayson, like, I don't know, let's say like year 12, year 13, what was she, what was she thinking her life was going to look like now? Um, well, she just she thought she was going to be just at uni and chilling and just I originally wanted to go in and do photography at uni. So that was my plan. I was going to go do photography, um, become this creative person and just like freelance everything. But it wasn't ever like for like tracks. It was more I wanted to go down the fashion route. So um, I wanted to like work in London and live in London, all that kind of fun lifestyle. Um, it was never most sport related whatsoever until year 13. And then that's when it started creeping in and I was like, oh, maybe I should do business and then go into sports business management, see what I can do in that sector. So, yeah, no, it's interesting not to like, you know, put all women in one basket, but I've spoken to a lot of people, a lot of women in motorsport and automotive and their thing was always fashion. Now, I'm yeah. not sure if this is like a societal predisposure for women growing up as like, you know, you, you're showing a barber or you're showing a bit like a nice dress, you're told to dress pretty, therefore you move into fashion. But was, was fashion like just sort of a, a thought that you think, I like clothes, I like, just, I like fashion, or was it more of just like a second thought? It was more of like a, a, so fashion was more of like a thing that I like to see on other people. Like me, myself, personally, I never wore makeup or anything until I was 18 I refused to wear dresses when I was a kid. I absolutely hated them all. I was just like, never put me in a skirt, never put me in a dress. I wore trousers at school. So it was like, not my thing, but I love to draw and like draw out all like different kinds of clothes like people could wear. But I never thought about it on myself. It was more of like a, let's see what I can put out there. Yeah, this is a, clearly like a, there's a creative spark in you. So for me, the creative, I was quite, you know, I would draw a lot at school. Yeah. I did product design, DT, we want to call it. And those, that was like the lessons I enjoyed the most. And it was just like when it came to A-levels, I was like, what do I do? Because everything else is a bit boring to me. So I ended yeah. up doing like graphic design, DT, and then kind of like building stuff was like my kind of thing. Like I always loved Lego. Yeah. Um, no, and Lego's that's why I kind of like, I, I stuck with cars because you can take cars apart. You can draw cars. You can, you know, I, yeah. all this sort of stuff. It's that's quite easy good. for me to, to see why I, I did this now, but. What what did was it was there fashion in F one like why was that I guess because you're doing motorsport business now aren't you? Are you uh, I'm doing you? international business, but I want to go on to business. do like that sector in business. So 
where did the business decision come about? Like, what was the thinking behind that as a? Uh, it was more COVID, path? to be fair, because mm. everyone was saying our oh, creative industries like they're not going to do well because of COVID, and we didn't know how long that was going to last. And um, basically, I so for my A levels, I did all my photography stuff and media study stuff as like a self portrait thing. So it was all just mm. me, and it was very 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 challenging to do especially like with a timer and trying to get it right um but uh yeah so I thought oh maybe let's change my applications and put it as business so I put down all different unis international business because management for some reason never came up so I was like okay let's try international kind of blessing in disguise but <laughs> yeah it was just mm. all because of COVID. So obviously the, the business part is you know it's, it's quite great to see that you've got a structure around it but Obviously, at some point, you've started taking TikTok a bit more seriously because you know I've gone through your your account and it's like it's, this is that you know the meme posts yeah. and stuff. But then you start talking more about F one. So like, was this a conscious decision? Yeah. You decided like, okay, you know, the videos getting traction. Maybe there's some money to be made in this. Was there was like a bit? Was there a business decision or was this just like a actually you know, I enjoy doing it. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to do that anyway and see how it goes. It's okay to talk, right? Well, Tacona is a brand that's changing mental health awareness. I have always been one that's found it hard to talk and that my feelings, well, they weren't exactly best spoken. Once I found Tacona and learned more about what Lewis does, I was amazed that a clothing brand is making people aware just with one simple logo. If you see a Tacona t-shirt, a shirt, a cap, a hat, a sticker, whatever it is, you know that person knows it's okay to talk. And because they want to help spread the message, Tacona is giving us 10% off. So if you listen to this podcast, in the show notes below will be a link to the website. And if you use code Ignition10, you get 10% off store-wide products. So enjoy and enjoy the rest of the episode. It was more of a fun thing. Like I, I started it by accident, fully by accident. So it was um, once I saw this, my first video get quite a few, like 100,000 views. Like I think it got to 800,000 before it got taken down, which is hilarious now taken down but um I just started like posting like different trends so I wasn't really thinking or being creative I was kind of just applying the trends to f1 and then I started like talking more about um talking more about the sport and putting my two cents in um and then I started obviously race maker at Silverstone and then I started telling people about that and how you can get these opportunities at so many different tracks because they all do similar volunteering processes. So that was that was quite fun. But I haven't done a talking video in a little while. I know that because I'm so behind on all my uni work. <laughs> so is that thing that like, is it, is, it, is it quite hard to balance the two? Because I know there'd be a lot of people that are sort of our age that see, you know, I mean, we are, like you mentioned earlier, we, I, we, I, grew up, I grew up with the YouTube influencing being a big thing. And I go into some schools, and yeah. I speak to like 17 year olds now and they go, oh, I'll just be like a content creator. That'd be my job which is great because now now businesses yeah. are adopting it and you see people either hiring freelancers or approaching influencers on on various different social platforms but how do you manage you know having a clearly having a part-time job going to university and then on top of that filming tiktoks yeah it's it's really hard to manage because i mean especially this week i didn't i looked at my tiktok and i was like i haven't posted in four days that's horrific i need to be consistent I want well want to be consistent really and just keep my ideas flowing it's like a little outlet for me but uh university is I've got all this coursework modules this term as well and I just started a new job as a manager at a nightclub 
So that's even more things to learn. So it's kind of like trying to juggle everything all at once when I can't actually juggle in real life. But <laughs> um, no, it's it's very hard. But when I do have five minutes, I do sit down and I do like research on all the trends and things like that and try brainstorm ideas of what I could be posting and what people would like or what I want to post and just say something a little bit about me see if like my followers just want to get to know or I do like sometimes I put like um those question bubble things on Instagram stories and it's quite fun to like see what people want from my content yeah so I haven't done that in a while either but I might do that <laughs> soon um, look obviously you, you did this for fun and I mean I know the first time I picked up a camera like I was, it was quite like what do I say you know you kind of just stare at it blankly there's yeah. loads of like people don't I guess I, I didn't think about this when I started it but the amount of times you re-record the same sentence or you have to go in and edit oh for God, half yeah. an hour because you, A, you can't stand the, own, the sound of your own voice. And so you're just cringing, cringing <laughs> yeah. for a good 15 minutes. But like, how did you get over that? Because obviously you, you're still filming videos, you're still enjoying it. So what was the thing that made you go, go over it? Oh my God. I still, I still can't get over it. I still look at myself and I'm like, ew, I sound disgusting. <laughs> but um, how I just get past it is like, I just think, well, this is me. I can't change my voice. I can't change like anything the way I say things because it's the way I say things. So I need to just block it out and just try not to ramble because I, I do ramble quite a bit. So I need to like make sure I'm short, snappy, keep the attention and um, just editing will take however long until I just like find it perfect. And I'm like, okay, I like that. And then I'll show it to a friend and then they'll be like, oh, yes, no, maybe change this. And then I'll post it. That's funny because, like, is, he, is your friend a social media expert? Like, is there, is there anything there, or is it just like your? your the, <laughs> no. guess, but it's, also, it's like I guess it's the um, the type of like viewer because obviously there's a lot of people that might be that age, like you know, watching your content. Yeah, uh, she is literally the same age as me. She, um, I got her into Formula One actually uh, last year because I practically lived at her mm. house last year, which was kind of funny. Um, so she was always watching me film and do stuff and she's heavily on TikTok as well, but just not content creation wise. She's a, a viewer. So I kind of send it to her and go, oh, is this okay? Do you, what do you think about it? And she usually comes out with some great like reviews about it and just tells me what I need to work That's on. That's cool. It's nice to have friends like that, that they're supporting you in your, your new journey. So I, I have the same thing. Yeah. I have a couple of mates that will, you know, will pick me up on stuff I've said or, well, I guess, you know, it's like, Harry, I didn't really yeah. like the podcast. It wasn't that great. I was like, okay, cool. What, what do you think? Because as hard as it is to hear that, you know, what you're doing and you're pouring your time and effort into isn't isn't the best it can be as well. Like, yeah. It must be like sort of like reassuring for you that, you, A, you've got the right people around you and B, that they also want you to get get better at this as well. Yeah, they're fully, they're fully so supportive of um, like how I want to go into like Formula One and motorsport and stuff. They love that I have a passion because all of them are in um, their final year of university, whereas I'm not. So they're like freaking out and they're like, oh, we wish you, we had a passion like yours because it'd just be so easy just to know kind of what routes to go down or like make it easier really to get to where they want to be. Yeah. And, and like, do you have any idea like where you want to be? Is there sort of like a an idea that you see after this? Is there a job role you've got eyed up or is it just kind of like, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes? Uh, I've, it's mainly like let's see how it goes but I have been like eyeing up like partnerships management and just working with sponsors and things like that because I just find it so interesting on how like what agreements go into it all and how much money people are spending and just like the events as well you've got to host which I'm 
I've worked in hospitality for like ages so I feel like I'd be kind of good at all like the diversity of mm. it all next hospitality is a fun one like I, I'm I'm still I'm still in and out of it <laughs> myself and it's just like <laughs> you it's, it's like problem solving people management like all this kind of stuff and I guess yeah. in a nightclub you're well, they're, they're all pissed so <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> it was it's so funny to just hear it all on the radio because now I've got a radio I'm just like listening to everything that's going on I'm like oh Jesus Christ <laughs> not again yeah. and like I'm going you go going to people and like I guess like TikTok obviously the comment section is I guess isn't the best place it might be the worst place the best place you can be like is it stuff that you've done that maybe you know you've read or stuff you have to deal with that haven't hasn't been you know what you thought when you first died uh, yeah, there's been a few comments, especially when a video blows up um, and it's something about women in motorsport or it's something like that's like it's a trend, but it's kind of more personal to me that people kind of related to. And um, you, you get some nasty comments, safe to say, or like you look at a comment, and you're kind of like, oh, that stings a little bit. Like um, there's always this one person that I keep seeing commenting and I'm just like, why are you wasting your time commenting on this it's irrelevant to anything and it's something about how I look or it's something about what I've said and I'm just like hold it to yourself just like keep scrolling if you don't like it but people don't tend to do that well, it's clear you're number one fan <laughs> if, they're, if, they're all, if all they're doing <laughs> is replying to your stuff and nothing else never they've got nothing better to do but it's a shame because you know there'll be people that are you know 14 15 like females that you know like f1 and want to start doing what you're doing but i guess because they're younger they don't really have the tools to deal with that like they've not worked anywhere dealing yeah. with people is there any like thing you'd say to people that maybe want to do it that i said people i'm going to specify women like young women that want to get into it anything you've got to say to them literally just start posting start posting trends because like that's the easiest route to go down and get some traction because as soon as you get some traction you can start developing videos coming out with your own ideas that people like and then people want to start to get to know you as a person afterwards so it's kind of like it's like a nice little like transition into like oh, I'm just posting for fun and then it kind of gets a little bit more serious and then you're just kind of like but it's still fun so you need to make sure you're having fun with it rather than just posting for the sake of it all because sometimes like you just get demotivated and you're not active for what four or five days or something and then you just lose all that traction kind of thing but um, just you need to just keep going and if you're passionate you'll probably succeed because there's so many brilliant female content creators so Grace, if you need like advice for young young women who want to get into motorsport maybe through content creation what would what would that be for them uh, literally just start posting start hopping on trends start uh if you get any comments, just re- reply to them, get um, get some feedback. It's always good, positive, negative feedback. Um, post as much as you want, as little as you want. Uh, just get that traction going. And once you do, people kind of want to start to get to know you. And then you start, like, you can spread more over different platforms. So start on your preferred one where you're most comfortable because that's always the main priority. You're comfortable about posting and people seeing your face. Um, and then it starts to like go from like something for fun and then you start um going into like the content creation bracket and it as like fancy as it seems it's not always like that but um just make sure you're having fun with yeah. it yeah and obviously you mentioned earlier you did some stuff with silverstone 
and that like do you reckon that sort of experience is, is like informed you as a as a content creator as well and what the world in motorsport can be like uh, yeah like um you see so much going on and um we have to be up at ridiculous hours in the morning so shifts usually start about 5 a.m we've got to be on post and it's kind of like what everyone does at silverstone they get up they get in you see all the cars like with like people coming in and like workers different teams um and then working for the whole day dealing with like customers and stuff like that and especially around on the inner track with um so many different kinds of people who have got inner track access it's quite difficult to like make sure everyone's safe and not running into the roundabouts or if they see a driver they're not swarming them it's just it's very chaotic but it's very very fun so as formula one say it's like the circus that travels around the world literally is when you're there <laughs> oh i was like oh, i always like to say you never know what's going to happen at a grand prix because you literally never do like you walk around and it's just by chance you're like oh there's just george russell over there it's hilarious but yeah i i started hosting events this year and it's something that's obviously not like f1 scale but even so it's weird like having to they have the responsibility of looking after people managing the event looking after people make like where they are and stuff and just having the whole thing kind of flow and like being being a part of that as yeah. well must give you like such you know nice like i don't know if it's like a, a community feeling or if it's just that you're part of something bigger as well yeah no i think i saw something about that on linkedin i was like oh, that's really cool <laughs> yeah i mean they're just they're just events for um you know car enthusiasts and motorsport motorsport people and, and meeting yeah the whole idea of it was like to just connect people that i don't know i feel like people go to car meets and don't actually talk about what they do they just talk about the cars and i was actually it'd be quite it'd be quite, it'd be quite yeah, cool to true. connect the people rather than you know, showing off your your toy effectively or your yeah your car you drive, but yeah, no, it's such a great yeah. idea. Um, but for you, Grace, like if you like, obviously you mentioned business at uni and the TikTok thing. But if you had like had to say like in ten years' time, I'm doing this, my life looks like this. What would you say to Grace now, actually, to 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 make that happen? Or what are, what are the dreams around? Your- uh, the dream is to work in the industry. Uh, maybe leave content creation behind if I have to, but um, it's not something I'm willing to like fully put behind me. It's something like I like to keep going on the side, but nothing to do with my job. Um, but I'd I'd probably say to myself, just like stay determined, like make sure your grades are good this year because I'm repeating a year. So I need to make sure I've got that all under wraps um, and just ask so many questions because uh, the worst people can say is no. And if you don't ask, you don't you don't even know what that answer is going to be because you could ask a question they say yep you can come and do this and it just can change everything so just keep saying yes to things and asking more questions yes yeah, that's great um grace and it's been a, it's been a, like i guess it's been a short one but um we're gonna get to the end of where you sort of ask you know the five questions and the first one is is what is your i guess we're gonna say anyway ultimate three car garage what if you could pick any three cars to have what would you have so it would be a mclaren spider I'd love an all-black McLaren Spider. That would just be sick. Uh, like a car just to drive around in general would be a Jeep Wrangler, a white one, because, I don't know, it just looks so sleek and nice. Um, and then a Ferrari F40. Just a good classic car kind of thing. Yeah, that's a great, great choice. The classic, regular one, and then, you know, you got your McLaren Spider. Any, any particular Spider? Like, would you like about Arturo or would you go 750S? Like... Uh, probably 750s mm. to be fair yeah right, cool um and the ne- next question is you know if any car drive around any road or track where would you go and what would you take 
uh, I'd probably take a single seater car, whether it's an F4 car, something like that. Um, and I'd probably go around Spa, considering it's my favorite track. And I want to just like feel what it's like to go up and then round and just, yeah, it should be really fun. And is there any like particular, you know, reason why, why you've, I Spa, as you mentioned, it's your track, but it's like, is there anything that you think stands out there? It's just, it's just not really like anything stands out. It's just like something that I always find really funny about mm. the season. Just there's always like a turning point there or someone just comes out and wins and it's just very different every single nice. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very diverse. Um, Grace, what is, what is the purpose do you think that you want to have from your career? So volunteering wise, um, like, managing the amounts of people it was it's like silverstone wouldn't be able to do it without the help that they've got because they probably wouldn't want to deal with all the customers because they can be um pain in the ass let's say sometimes but most people are absolutely lovely you just get some of the shit people people come up to you um but it's it's yeah, it's a good stepping stone for me to get into like a career that I want and it's something like, you know, I can put on my CV and it's like, I've done this, I'm, de- I'm dedicated, I'm passionate. Um, but social media wise, um, it's just like giving current feedback about like the events in the sport, things that are changing. So like team names, new tracks and the whole thing about Madrid mm. coming out, like I can talk about that. Um, and People, you never know who's watching your videos either. So people from F1 could actually take like something from your video and put it into the sport and it could be so much better. Yeah, that's great. Um, and what would the advice you'd be to give to, I'm going to say a young Grace or, or, or someone that maybe wants to get into what content creation? Um, just, just start posting. I know it's nerve wracking if you wanted to start talking, no matter how many times you're recording it keep recording until you think you've got it right because you're the best judgment of like yourself so if you're if you know you've presented yourself well good you've presented yourself well post it (laughs) just uh i just like to say um fuck it just post it and see what happens because you you just don't know like some videos can do so well some videos can get what 100 views 200 views and you're like oh i put so much into that it could be like the tiniest little thing and it'll just get a Mm. million it's very, very random. Um, I don't like to say it's potluck, but it kind of is potluck, really. And just make sure you got a like a routine going. Uh, and great. So the last question is, what do you love most about motorsport? I just love how much history it's got. All the different drivers that have come through through the years. Um, all the great stories you can hear about um, on different tracks. And you can make movies about it. Like You can develop all these storylines into everything because it happens in real life and it's just like it feels like it's out of the storybook and just how fast the cars go and how much it's developed from point a to point b so like from when it started to now but especially with the halo coming in and just the crashes are insane you always obviously get very very worried about the driver but it's quite like you're like i've never seen a car move in that way it's just insane but yeah no it's and being at a grand prix the atmosphere mm. amazing it's better than a festival i think yeah well um grace thank, thank you for coming on it's uh, hopefully the start of um you know a series that we're going to do this year which is you know talking to people that are sort of you know in the you know either late teens early 20s 
and kind of figure out like what young, you know, car head, car pet, car heads going to work, petrol heads or uh, most, you know, motorsport <laughs> enthusiasts are doing. So yeah, thank, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks for having me on. This is the start of something very exciting. I hope to roll these out over the years, speaking to people right at the beginning of their careers in automotive and motorsport, giving you either inspiration or admiration for those trying to make it in a world full of new tech and an abundance of social pressure. Now, if you could do me a massive favour and share this podcast with a petrolhead in your life, it means so much to me and helps grow the podcast reach more people. More people mean better guests. Now, this has been the Ignition Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.